will return to our regularly scheduled program. Please stand by for further details. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Turn up the good, turn down the suck. Hello, uh, and welcome to episode number two of Tyler and Lynch. No, it's on number three. Oh, yep. Uh, it's number three, man. Uh, this is how we're starting it. Episode number three of Tyler and Lynch on standby. Thank you very much for checking us out, downloading YouTube, wherever you're watching or listening. Thank you. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, comment, give it a thumbs up, all that kind of stuff. It'd be much appreciated. Getting great reaction on the first couple episodes. Yeah. It's been nice. It's awesome. Uh, big thank you to the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. Producer Alexi is in the room. Say hi, Alexi. Hi, Lexi. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's get rolling. It's, if, if you're listening to this, it's, it's uh, Easter Monday. Uh, so happy Easter to everybody. Uh, big news over the Easter weekend. My grandparents got vaccinated, so that's very exciting. That's very good news. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to them on the phone. Uh, can't go home because of COVID, obviously, for the holidays. But it was nice to hear that they, uh, they got the vaccination. They got the shot. I'm excited for them. That's good. My mom got her shots, too. Both of them already. Barb is a saint. So Barb got so, the shot. That's good. Yeah, and my brother got his as well. And your brother's younger, so I'm a little sketched out as to how he got it, but we don't need to give away his secrets. Yeah, but, but he got uh, it. People are starting to get vaccinated, so that's good news. Uh, it's still crazy to me just like how much better the states are doing with the vaccination versus us. Like, if you look at it, R. Kelly has got both shots already. Both shots. There's like 90-year-olds in our country who can't get one shot, but somehow R. Kelly is safe. Why are we protecting him? He did call the second shot the remix. He did. I'm pretty sure he did say that. But it's crazy how much better they're doing. Like it's 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 mind-boggling. We we really bungled the vaccination, but I'm glad to see it start rolling out. You had like a good example of like the difference. Well, we don't have like our own facility to get the vaccinate, like to to make the vaccinations. Right. But the states do. And when you think of it, think of it as like a nightclub. Right. So we're Canada, we're at the front of the line, we're standing in line and waiting, waiting, waiting for it. And then the bouncer comes up, he sees his friends who are the US, and they're like, hey, just come on in. Just come right. on in. And you're that person just at the front of the line? Yeah. You're like, hey. Like, Meanwhile, we've paid our cover already. Right. And it's just like, what's going on? Why, why are we standing here? And now we're stuck in this line. We're like, getting hosed. The guy behind me smoking cigarettes. I'm going to reek by the time I get inside. I put on my best pants. I got a clean pair of shoes on, yet this person gets in before me. It seems unfair. It does. Very All because they're friends with the bouncer. That's a good, that's good a little good, analogy for yeah, you. Yeah, that's a metaphor, I believe. Is that uh, a metaphor? Yeah. Not good at English, but that's basically where we're at. I was happy my grandparents are vaccinated. I'm happy that uh, your mom got it. So hopefully, my, my this brother, will all I called him up when he told me about he got the vaccinate. And uh, I was just like, well, which one did you get? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and he had to ask his wife which one he got. And he's like, I got, I got the Pfizer one. And I was like, so you got like the Cadillac of vaccines. That's awesome. He's like, really? So that's a good thing? I thought the AstraZeneca one was the, the Cadillac. I'm like, no. no that's what kills you. <laughs> at all? I think that the I think the Moderna is the Cadillac. Pfizer obviously also makes Viagra, so I don't trust the Pfizer vaccine because there's been rumors that you can get erectile dysfunction and I feel like they might be double dipping. So like I don't know what they're putting in the <laughs> Pfizer one, but they're like, let's make it limp. Yeah, let's make it limp, and then they're going to have to buy our other product as well. So I'm holding it for Moderna. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get a choice, it's definitely Moderna. I really just don't care at this point. I just want it. Uh, Easter. Did you have any, like, big Easter family traditions growing up? Well, we would do the whole church thing, and then on Easter Sunday... Yeah, I forgot you grew up religious. Yeah, I know, right? Weird. Yeah, because you're so not. I'm, no, I'm yeah. not. But we did. We'd go to church on Friday for Palm Friday, 
And then uh, on Sunday, we'd go uh, for church once again. But when we got home, there'd always be the Easter eggs that would be around the house, the little chocolate ones. Right. And half of them, my dad would hide by the heaters, so they'd be melted. <laughs> and then he'd get mad at us for not finding them soon enough, because they would melt into the carpet. So there Jesus was Jesus died for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time, too, remember, did you ever do this growing up, where you would paint the eggs like yeah. the night before? Yeah, you do the egg, like dye thing. Yeah, kits you'd or hard boil the egg or whatever. Yeah. So my dad would make us eat the eggs afterwards. Oh. But they'd be like the different colors that you painted it on the inside go, of the egg. It really goes through the shell? Yeah, it goes through the shell. That seems disgusting. Yeah, right? right? Like, why are you eating paint? What's wrong with your father? Well, you got the painted eggs. <laughs> We'd also get a treat too, like something cool. I remember the one one year I got the WWF pile driver tape. Oh, nice! Which was had like all the WWF intros on it, and then my brother and I would go downstairs and fight each other. Right. So. I could just picture Young Lynch just like tank top, real short shorts. You oh, and your yeah. brother in the basement just wrestling to the Doing intros like of WWF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't have any, like, crazy traditions in our family. Like, you know, the standard stuff, the Easter eggs, all that kind of stuff. But I do remember one year, my grandfather on my mom's side, who is a very interesting character, and we can get into that. He just showed up. We called him Missing Grandpa because he would just go missing for, like, long periods of time, and no one would know where he was. Or, like, there'd be a big family event, and we're like, is he coming? And we'd be like, maybe. Like, <laughs> no one's heard from him. No one has any idea where he is. But one year we were at my, like, his mother's, my great-grandma's house, and it's Easter, and he just shows up, and he has a bunch of these, like, bunny-shaped cakes, and okay. he just, like, walked in, and he set, like, eight of them down on the table, and he just grabbed a handful, and he just threw it at me, and he went, food fight, and he started, like, a full cake, Easter cake food fight. What? Yeah, and, like, the whole house was covered in cake, and it was, like, a rough year in our family that year, like... We don't have to be a downer, but like my, my biological dad had passed away uh, that year, like pretty pretty close to Easter. So okay. it was like everyone was feeling a little down. So he just decided to show up that year and start a food fight as a distraction, which was a pretty awesome thing to do. Who, uh, question, who cleaned everything up? Uh, not me. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> did, did, he, did he have a partner clean up or he was I, like, oh, I brought the cake? No, I think he got in his Cadillac and he just left. Like, I believe he started the food fight. And then just left. He was not there for the whole party. He did definitely didn't stay for dinner. He might have had a couple beers, and then he took off. That oh, was okay. his style. Yeah. Um, he's an interesting character. We've talked about him before. Like I Alexi, I, met your I don't know if you know this about my grandfather. He wore all black. Like he wore just nothing but leather vests and like black denim jeans, and he only drove like old Cadillacs. Like he was very cool. Hair slicked back, that whole deal. I remember like he was allowed to babysit me one time, and I was probably four, three, four, and he took me to the bar. Okay. He then covered me head to toe in like hand-drawn tattoos. Like he took a Bic pen and he covered my whole body head to toe in tattoos. He then taught me to spit. And he taught me to swear. We then went home from the bar. We built a fort. We were listening to, like, Born to be Wild, I believe. Classic. We're in the fort, and he's just drinking Labatt 50 in there. That was his go-to beer. And I had, like, empty beer cans in front of me. And my mom comes home, and she's like, what are you doing? And we're like, we're playing Legion, okay? <laughs> and then I spat at my mother and told her to fuck off. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. And he laughed and he laughed and he laughed. He thought it was hilarious and then he was never allowed to babysit me again. You wonder why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had like this Christmas tradition where every year he would buy a single dude in the family a blow-up sex doll. That was like his 
go-to thing. He thought it was absolutely hilarious for someone to open a sex doll in front of their entire family, which it was, by the way. <laughs> It's a great bit. But like each year the bit kind of like progressed. Like it started, you would just like get the doll and then like he'd had to get it and then like blow it up in front of your entire family. And then like by the time I got it, uh, I had to get it, like blow it up and then sit with it at the table like it was my date. <laughs> like just beside me. And he'd be like, you're not gonna offer the guest any food? That's pretty rude. And I'd like grab the ham and like put it in the little hole. <laughs> and he's like, Use a fork. She's not a monster, okay? And I'm like, I'm going to pop it. He's like, they're very durable. Trust me. And I'm like, ugh. Did he have like a frequent flyer card at the, the store that he bought these things at? I have no idea. I have no idea. I, all I know is when he passed away, uh, my, my, my parents had to go and like clean out his house. And they go into the closet. And they found one of these like real expensive sex dolls, like the real dolls. Like, just in his closet, and then they had to figure out how to dispose of this thing that's basically a person, you know? Like, it's a big... They're, like, a couple thousand dollars. Like, this was fairly recent. So, these aren't, like, a blow-up ones at all. These no, are just, no, no, like, no. fully, like, silicone or whatever they are? Yeah, these are those, like, real dolls. Like, mannequins, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, there's companies that are renting those, by the way. That that's is disgusting. disgusting. Who is renting a real doll? Ugh. Who's the person who's got to clean that at the end of the rental? Sorry that's to just bring that part up, but, you know, it's... I'd much rather be fired than have that job. That's yeah. for sure. That is a horrendous job to clean the rented real dolls. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, he had one of these in his closet, and these things are super realistic looking. And like, that's a weird thing to find. Like, my mom found it. That's a weird thing to find that your dad has. But like, <laughs> after my grandma passed away, he just never got remarried, and that was just kind of his thing, I guess. So they had to figure out how to dispose of it. So my dad put it in like a giant box because it doesn't come apart. So it looks like a coffin. And then they took it to the dump and basically just disposed of a dot, but like a body at the dump. <laughs> and they felt weird about it. You think? So they started like talking to the people like, just so you know, this isn't like a real body. We just found this doll and we don't know what to do with it. And then the guys at the dump, shout out to guys who work at the dump, you know, real chill. They were like, can we keep it? They did not. Yeah, they did yeah. not ask. And, and I get it. It's worth a couple thousand dollars. So then they set it up apparently like in their workshop at the dump. Is just this real doll that my grandfather was once fornicating with. That's where it lives now. We don't know her name. We don't know how they're treating her. I hope well. Um, it would be nice to be able to go visit, you know? It's, it's kind of like, like a grandma. family member. It's kind of like grandma. It's yeah. kind of like grandma. <laughs> just want to go say hi. How's she doing? You know, I hope they're treating her well. Uh, if those guys from the dump are watching, I hope you're treating her well. That's all. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> you got to find some crazy stuff when you work at a dump. That's a good question. And we should set it up. We got the, the email open, tylerlynch at gmail.com. If you work at a dump or in like waste disposal or like anything, like what's the craziest thing you found? Because there's got to be crazy stuff, right? But there's also the people who go to the dump to find treasures. Yeah. See, I don't know if I trust those people. I, I see them all. The, I remember we used to go to the dump a lot just like to throw things out or we whatever. We used to go to the dump a lot. <laughs> we, it was just like to hang out. Yeah, what like, do you do on Sunday? Well, yeah, we went yeah, to the yeah. dump. You know, but there are people that hang out at the dump looking through the trash. Yeah, and I don't trust those people. I think that's very strange that that's your favorite like activity. I do remember going to like junkyards, which are different than a dump. Like a dump is trash. A junkyard, you got like broken down cars, stuff like that. Maybe you're like... 
I don't know, you're a real white trash family, okay? Tom Petty is your, it's on at your house all day long. You've got Camaros broken down in the front yard. You need a couple pieces to fix one of them up. You go to the junkyard, you pick it up, you save yourself some money rather than buying it new. We used to do that a lot. And I would just go and smash windows. It's fun to just smash windows. I had a real anger problem. What do you mean you smash windows? They don't just let you go to to the wrecker and smash up windows. You go to the back 40, okay, and you smash out windows in old cars. And it's fun. It's a good way to get your anger out. It's like those rage rooms. My God, you did have anger issues, eh? Yeah, I took anger management when I was a kid, legitimately. Like how old? Uh, not long after my dad died. I can't help but think that they're associated. So, like, like probably, like, 8 to 10. One time, like, my, my dad passed away in a car accident, and, like, this kid one day told me that, like, he's like, he probably fell asleep at the wheel, and then I hit him with a skateboard. Jeez, man. <laughs> Which, like, aggressive, but I was, like, an angry 9-year-old, and then they were like, you have to take anger management, and I've been very calm ever since. Never got angry again. Now, was part of your therapy going to these wreckers and smashing windows? No. Uh, although before? I bet you they would have encouraged it. Probably. They would have been like, this is a healthy out- outlet for your anger. <laughs> it was like this old lady. <laughs> so hard to be angry. In the Let's talk about anger management for a second. The people who run anger management are the most calm, wonderful people in the world. It's just like a sweet old lady. You're like, you're never going to see my real anger. You're so sweet. I think they have to be, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You can't be on par with the anger. Right. Like, imagine it's the whole be thing was the they tried to get you angry. Like, uh, they got you in there, and they just threw things at you to piss you off, and be like, no. Like, you're like, you're like this is not helping. <sighs> Those were the days. Much calmer since. I'm glad. I've, yeah. I've seen you snap a couple times. I'm a calm person. I don't know what you're talking about. But for the about. most part, you are. No, I'm a very calm, reasonable guy. I remember the pen incident. <laughs> the pen incident? When you whipped a pen at my head yeah, for no well, reason. maybe you shouldn't have sucked that day. Okay. We were doing a radio show. No wonder we got fired. You sucked that day. And I was angry at you. And it missed me by like a millimeter. Just, I could hear it going by. It even said, Bick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of grandparents, we got a, a, a voice memo sent in from Jesse. And it kind of ties back to the last episode. We were talking about edibles. Yeah. And uh, he had an edible experience with his grandmother that I think is worth sharing. So the first time I ever took an edible, I was at a poker tournament when I was 19, and the buy-in was 300 bucks. Also, to be at a poker tournament when you're 19 with a $300 buy-in yeah, is already sketchy, right? Like, that's... Who are you playing with, Yeah, Jesse? yeah. Who's inviting the 19-year-old to the poker tournament? So I was all excited to try to win some money, and the guy next to me at the tournament before it started, he's like, hey, man, you want a weed brownie? It'll relax you. And I was like, all right, let's try it. I had never tried it before. And I remember I took half, and about 20 minutes into it, I felt nothing. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just take the other half because it's not working properly. That's the classic mistake, right? Yeah, take yeah. the other half because it's not working properly. Not properly, working properly. <laughs> that never ends well. What a mistake. About an hour later, it all kicks in, and I'm so messed up at this poker tournament that I literally had to leave. Like I left all of my chips on the table, and I called a cab to go home. Sounds like a bad country song. <laughs> I left all my chips on the table. All really my chips on the there. table. Got really lit up last night. Got a no way to hold them. No way to fold them. No way to walk away. And I remember I was living with my grandparents, and I get home, and I'm so messed up, I don't know what to do. And I got in my bed, and I was like, okay, I'll just try to sleep this off. And I remember I laid in my bed, and I felt my body like float to feeling. the middle of the room. 
And I remember panicking, thinking, oh, well, I'm dying. That's my soul trying to leave my body. That's why it's doing this to me. So I went downstairs and I wrote a goodbye note to my grandma telling her that I had died and that I loved her and that I was going to miss her and I would wait for her at heaven. And I remember signing the note and going back upstairs, still thinking I was going to die. And eventually, because it was inedible, I fell asleep. I remember when I woke up, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go retrieve that note before my grandma reads it. And as I walked down the stairs, she was reading the note <sighs> a little disappointed. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the first time I ever took an edit. He got so high, he wrote a goodbye letter to his grandmother. Oh, my God. Who then God. had to read it in the morning. I like how she's a little disappointed. That's the perfect way to describe grandmas, right? Like, they're... A little disappointed. You're not mad. Yeah, just a little disappointed. But that's worse, though. I'd just rather you be mad at me for a little bit. Yeah, you never want to disappoint your grandma. No. You know what else I realized? It's impossible to know your grandma's age. <laughs> like, does anyone know? Do you know how old your grandma is? No. No one knows. <laughs> you're just old. You're, you're just, just like, grandma. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you're is that a certain age and then your grandma. Is that intentional on their part? They're like, we don't want you to know the real age? Or is it just like we're not paying enough attention? Like, it's impossible to know your grandma's age. And she doesn't have Facebook, so you never remember her birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or if she does have Facebook, she just uses the status bar as like a Google search. You know, it's one of those situations. <laughs> just like, how long to microwave fish? You're like, Grandma, I don't think you know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> you never know how old your grandma is. <laughs> Speaking of aging. Okay. And I don't know how, if you set this up, because the email came in from Aaron, and it just said, uh, thank Chris for this one. And it's quite aggressive. And I'm just going to put that warning out there. Hey, Tyler. Quit whining about getting gray hair. That silver fox train is pulling into town, so either get the fuck on or get out of the way and catch the Just for Men hair dye train with Ruby Giuliani. Much love. Boo. So there's a few things. <laughs> it's so sweet at the end. Yeah, yeah. There's a few things to break down here. Jump on the silver fox train. Like, just let it go. Just go gray. I think or that's what it is. Be Rudy Giuliani? Like, do I look like Rudy Giuliani? Well, you're gonna have if you start doing the just for men, then it's gonna be like dripping down the side of your face when you get <laughs> I don't all think sweaty. That's what was dripping down his face. It wasn't just for men. It was like orange makeup, right? It was coming from his hairline. <sighs> it was weird. But comparing me to Rudy Giuliani, I mean, I have a little bit of a gray patch at the back. I'm not Rudy Giuliani. A bit. What are you talking and yeah, about? It's emotional. I think. I don't think it's understood enough the emotional impacts of hair problems for men, okay? Whether it be balding or grayness. Like, it's a, it's a rough thing to go through. You feel like you're losing your youth. You really do. I was not thrilled about it. You started to go gray. You got, Recently. You, yeah, you get gray in the beard. Yeah, You've had, like, the hair. salt and pepper in the hair for a while. Yeah. You look good. I'm not knocking it by any means. But, like, were you not upset when you started to go gray? Not really. No? At no, no, no. At, Well, at first, it was like, all right, maybe I should get some, like, just for men. Did you ever do it? Did you ever do I, the dye? I did it for, a, like, a short period of time. But then it was just too much effort to do it. And then I was like, ah, screw it. And then just let it go. But it's not that bad, really. I don't want it. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want it? I don't want it. You've got, like... A pretty big gray patch on the yeah, back of your head. I don't think you'll be able to see it on the camera. I'll turn my head. But it's like back here, and it's just one little part. And I, apparently, it's a stress patch. Now, apparently, you can get gray chunks just kind of in your hair that is a stress patch and not going fully gray. Who told gray. you it's a stress patch? Uh, the internet. I looked it up, and the internet never lies. And that's what it is. It's not, I'm not going fully gray yet. I'm not even 30. I can't go gray yet. 
I'm worried about it. I remember I found it and then I went to the barber and I was like, hey, like I got this like thing at the back. Like, can you just like cut it out? You know, like I think they're just surface grays. And he's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> surface grays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, surface grays are not a thing. We can't just cut that out. That is from the root. And I was like, ah. But then he explained the stress patch thing as well. It's actually got smaller since we got let go. I think our last job was stressing me so out that my stress patch was growing. And now it started to shrink over the last couple weeks. shrinking a yes, little bit? Yes, my girlfriend commented on the other day. She's like, your gray patch is smaller. So I think I'm not fully going gray yet. But I will accept it when it comes. I just think it'll be a weird look to be like gray and be like 32. You know, you know what's going to be weird is being gray in one area. Okay. At yeah. 32. Well, then stop stressing me out. We need to. We need peace. We need calm. <laughs> we need the anger management lady back <laughs> to protect my hair. Need to get in that Zen world. Back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got another uh, email from the last episode as well. Uh, we were talking about small town statues. You got Tommy the Turtle yep, in your name. town which is probably one of the creepiest ones. Uh, but we, uh, we, we did the top five dumbest small town big statues because Canada just has these huge statues for whatever reason. And uh, we put the Kipling Saskatchewan red paperclip in at number one because it didn't seem to have any contacts. Uh, we got this email from Megan says, my dudes, did you never hear about the one red paperclip book? It was even a world record. Their website is still shit though, it appears. And it is. <laughs> uh, you go to the town of Kipling... It's it, they made it on Microsoft Paint. Like the town of Kipling really needs to well, update you know, their that, website. You gotta go with the branding. It's a paperclip, right? But there's the whole story of how it happened. And I remember this. Do you remember the guy who like did the series of like online trades where he started with a paperclip and he just traded up? So this whole red paperclip in Kipling, Saskatchewan has. Uh, a direct tie to that story. So this guy, his name is Kyle McDonald. He started, he's in the Guinness, World of, uh, Guinness Book of World Records. He started with the single red paperclip, then he traded that up. Uh, he got a fish-shaped pen, then he got a unique doorknob, then he traded the doorknob for a camp stove, and he just started like working his way up. There was a point he got a snowmobile, he traded that for a cube van, then he traded the cube van for a recording contract? What? With a label? I remember this paperclip story now. Yeah, it was pretty big. Like he it was got like 2005, contract? 2006. Yeah, that was one of the things. Then he traded that for a year's lease at a condo in Phoenix. What? Yeah, the whole trajectory of the thing. It's wild. So then he went from that to he traded that for a day with Alice Cooper. <laughs> then he traded a day with Alice Cooper for a role in a movie. And the movie was called... Um, uh, what is the name of it? It doesn't matter. No so, one watched so the movie. Wait, wait. It doesn't matter. He so Alice Cooper actually agreed, I'll spend a day with some rando? Yeah. For That trade was for the uh, condo rental in Phoenix. So Alex Cooper took the condo rental for the year and hung out with him for a day. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Or whoever he wanted to, like him to hang out with. Like You could win a day to hang out with Alice Cooper. So he then gave that up, and he got some Kiss snow globe, and then some actor-director in Hollywood was like a big collector of Kiss gear, and I guess this Kiss snow globe was hard to get, so he traded a role in one of his movies for it. Really? Yeah. And then they ended up trading that to the town of Kipling, took the spot in the movie, and the town of Kipling gave them a house. 
And now there's a house in Kipling, Saskatchewan that was all part of this trade. It's called the Red Paperclip House. They ended up writing a book on it as well. And part of that deal was that they would erect this massive statue of this Red Paperclip that started the whole trend. So there's actually wow. a kind of a cool story <laughs> as to why Kipling, Saskatchewan has this paperclip. And I feel bad for making fun of it because it's fascinating. Well, if you didn't know that story and you just drove through town like, what the hell is this paperclip for? Yeah, 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 yeah it'd be real dumb. Megan then went on to say that uh, I once had a friend do an Alberta road trip to all the largest things. Classic. Yeah. Booze crews like Lynch. Uh, so it's a bit of a tourism poll. Pinto McBean in Bow Island, Alberta gives me the world's worst nightmares. Don't Google it well on edibles. Have you ever heard of Pinto McBean? No. What is that? In Bow Island, there is a 15-foot tall Pinto bean uh, dressed like a very stereotypical Mexican character. It is definitely cultural appropriation. I'm amazed that this is still up there. Yeah, look up the pictures if you're if you're if, take a pause on the podcast and just look up the pictures of Pinto McBean. That is his name. Uh, I have the photo here, Lynch. <laughs> wow! It is okay. very racist. All right, all right. It is very racist. It is a. He's holding a gun. He's got like he's got like a gunslinger. The the bean is armed. It is not a family appropriate statue. It says it's to celebrate their bean and lentil farming, which is apparently amazing in Bow Island, and apparently a feat of engineering because they don't have enough water. And they've created this canal system. So to celebrate that, they've put up the most racist roadside statue in Canada, which is Pinto McBean, the armed sombrero-wearing Pinto Bean. It is a lot. I did not know about that. It seems inappropriate. Now, that's like useful information that's just going to stick in my head now. Why does Pinto McBean have a gun? Yeah, what's that's with the gun? Like, that's the other thing. And the sombrero is really, yeah, it's, it's a rough look. I'm amazed this hasn't been taken down. I didn't even know about that. Jeez. Man, oh, man. You know what comes to mind when I think of cultural appropriation? You know, because this is definitely the show that should be talking about it. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, okay. we're authorized on this topic. Is those sumo suits? Yeah, you see at hockey games and intermission. Yeah, they do, like, intermission at sporting events or, like, your college frosh week or whatever, and they dress people up in sumo suits and make them wrestle. I'm like, that's not okay anymore, right? Like, it's amazing. How do the Canucks still get away with that at intermission and no one's it's called It's not just them, them, it's everybody. I every, know, it's Every all hockey over the team place. has that. But it's like, that's literal, you're dressing up like a Japanese person. Like, that is li- that really is quite aggressive cultural appropriation. Making fun of a beloved tradition in their culture and like it's just allowed for some reason. It's never been called out. It's true. I've just ruined it for everybody. Now it's going to be a thing. <laughs> now I feel bad. People are going to leave during intermission now. It does look fun. I've done it once. Have you? I've done it. I did it at a Flames game in Calgary. So there you go. Cancel Lynch. That's the message here. We've got to cancel Lynch, right? <laughs> where, where did that come from? I was asked to do it and I'm like, it looks fun. I'll do it. Remember when we did the sushi roll race? Yeah. We did like a, a minor league baseball game. You know how they do the hot dog races and like MLB and stuff? Uh, we did a sushi race and it felt weird to dress up as a sushi roll, uh, especially because it's in Vancouver and you're like, well. But it was yeah. all sponsored. It's all sponsored though. That's why. Yeah, yeah, That's why. Yeah, it's all sponsored. It's fine. It was fun. It was super. It's really fun. It's, it's hard actually, to run in those suits. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to run in those suits, especially when you're trying to give around the bases and stuff. What kind of job is that? Like, to create the halftime and intermission games. That sounds fun. Like, like you got the classics, you know, the, the half-court shot, the, you know, sink the puck from the, the blue line into the little slot in hockey and stuff like that. But some of the teams get pretty creative with that stuff. And it's I fun. do like the orb balls. 
The orb balls are my favorite ones. Oh, Where you right. climb inside that massive ball, and then you're running around. you got to hit each other with yes. it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those look fun. look fun. I want to do that. The flaming lifts are like doing concerts where everybody, because of the pandemic, is in those balls. And I would, I'm like, I would definitely go. Like, I wish every concert was like that. Could you imagine? Check your ticket. You get your orb ball when you get inside. And then you just get to go in and you're bouncing off people. You're still like, you know, you don't have to worry about going to the front of the line and getting your beer knocked over. You just roll up. <laughs> Using balls as a segue. Uh, ball pits, probably not going to make a comeback after the pandemic, right? McDonald's play place ball pits. Yeah, those are pretty. It's tough to clean every one yeah, of those. That's an industry that this pandemic has killed. Uh, <laughs> no one is buying ball pit balls anymore. No. Yeah, that is done. That is done. We were talking about those the statues. We were also mentioning how uh, my town, a small town called Orno, Ontario, should uh, probably get into the market of roadside attractions to get some business. We thought a massive Kid Rock statue would be good. Uh, a massive, uh, what was the other one? Some fingerless gloves. Yep, that's true. Uh, massive town? town cigarette where you push a button, some smoke comes out of the top. <laughs> but your town's lost like everything. It needs something. Yeah, well, this story got messaged in a lot, and I completely forgot about this. Uh, I'm just going to play the first part of the news clip, and then we can explain a little bit about it if you don't know. Well, not as iconic as the CN Tower for our city, the Toronto Sign's fame has grown. And it's caught the attention of a small community east of the city that wants the old Toronto Sign. But as CTV's Scott Lightfoot reports, Toronto can keep the tease. There are a lot of signs that show you're in the village of Orono. Residents even wear their pride on their shirts, complete with the iconic leaning water tower. The leaning Kid. water tower. It's a broken water tower, <laughs> and no one in the town is wearing an Orno shirt. I was say, do they sell merch there? No, is they, it like Boys Man where Tommy the Turtle he sells his own merch? They have a general store. It has everything, and they do have shirts that have the iconic leaning water tower. It's just a broken water tower. It's just a water tower that's not in use, that is slowly rotted out and started to lean. It's a real safety hazard. How long okay? has this thing been broken for? Oh, my entire childhood. It's been leaning. It's going to fall. It's going to kill somebody, and it's not going to be a good story. And they're putting it up on T-shirts, like, come check out this, uh, this, this leaning water tower. It's like, come watch your children get crushed by a water tower. That's what the sign should read. It's not good. Jesus. Buy a shirt. That's all our town has, though. That's our massive statue at the moment, but they really want to go for this sign. <laughs> this guy's just... <laughs> this guy's just describing everything in town that's dead. Used to be the original IDA, it is gone now. But there are also some signs that times have been tough. In the past few years, the village has lost its bank, its grocery store, its liquor store, and just last month, its bakery. <laughs> oh man, you guys got nothing. Yeah, and the whole news report is so sad. We, we got the water tower. <laughs> we got the decapitated water tower. We got weird Terry selling shirts about it. If you want to go see Weird Terry at the general store, he'll hook you up with one of the shirts. Um, but they're trying to get the Toronto sign. You know that Instagram famous Toronto sign? Alexi, have you seen that sign? No. So it's like, it's just at like Nathan Phillips Square, which is kind of like their, a big public square there. And the, it's got like this iconic skating rink that you'll see during Hockey Night in Canada and stuff. And they put this giant Toronto sign there that's all lit up. And it's definitely just to get people to take Instagram photos with it. Oh. But they're replacing this sign. And my town is convinced that they should take the sign <laughs> and then take out the T's, because that's how my town is spelt, and then put it up in our town. 
as our giant tourism attraction. And people are like really into the idea. We are a community that is determined. A community that may be known less for where it is. It's literally not on the map and more for what it's called. <laughs> we often quip that Orno is Toronto without the T's. Take the T's out, you'll get Orno. <laughs> and that's the classic joke. My entire childhood, my dad would be like, Orno, we got everything Toronto has except for two T's. And I'd be like, Dad, we don't have a barber shop, okay? We, we are Mom's not going to cut my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a great patch in the back because of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> town haircuts by the water tower. <laughs> yeah. So are they like they can't afford anything. Everything's shut down. How are they going to buy this here? Well, they're just trying to get Toronto to donate it to oh, them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it went as far as like they signed this petition. The mayor of Toronto ended up being like, "We'll give you the sign, but it still has to say Toronto," which was like a real arrogant move. It's like you don't even need the sign. Just give them, give them the sign. They don't have a bank. They don't have a grocery store. You can't give them a sign. And they were like, oh, we want to show some, because uh, it's a couple hours from Toronto. They're like, we want to show some like small town rural support for the city. So if you put up the Toronto sign, we'll let you have it. And they're like, no, that like it no needs sense. to say Orno. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> what we're trying to get is the Orno sign. Like how much is the urban sprawl there that's yeah. going right out? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It goes on. And that's where one resident got the idea when the city of Toronto announced that it would be replacing its iconic city sign. You know, if the sign was being replaced, it would be, you know, fantastic for us to, to be able to recycle that. Uh, we don't need the T's. Uh, and, and put up the rest of the letters and, and, uh, and be able to continue on the, uh, the legacy that that sign has brought Toronto. Oh, my God. So uh, that was a little while ago. That was messaging by a bunch of people who listened to the last episode. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, sad news to report, they never got the sign. Why? I, they just refused to give it to them. So we still have nothing. We have no bank. We have no grocery store. We have no bakery. We have no liquor store. And now, thanks to Toronto, we have no sign. So they hung that carrot out in front of them. Yeah. And they, it was like, hey... Maybe. 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 Ah, psych. They got the whole town together. <laughs> Everybody was on board. And uh, yeah, Toronto was like, no, you can't have the sign. I don't even know if they ended up replacing the Toronto sign originally or not. Um, but yeah. What a kick in the nards of yeah. it. If like they just get rid of it. And yeah, that's like the most. The dump. The See, and that's where the people from the dump who just go and yeah, search for yeah, treasures, yeah, yeah. they'll find it. They'll sell it to Orno. <laughs> Give me like four t-shirts of the water tower and you can have the Orno sign. <laughs> It's so, it's so sad. It really is. I can't believe they didn't give us the sign. It seems like it would have been such an easy transfer. I mean, there's enough guys in Orno with a couple trucks. You know, they'll go pick it up. You know, they, they like don't the even need to deliver big. it. They'll drive downtown. They hate driving downtown. You know, they don't want to go downtown, but they'll take their rig right downtown. They'll pick up that sign. No questions asked. No money. They'll do it for a case of beer. You know, it would have been a free transfer. Uh, they leave the tees no. though. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with the tees? I don't know. We should. Oh, I should get one from my place. <laughs> Just a giant tee in my apartment. That's pretty arrogant, right? Just like by my bed. Is there a, is there a living room? <laughs> Sorry, no room for a couch here, guys. But you know, got this awesome tee. <laughs> sad, sad times. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking over the weekend about how one of the worst parts about getting fired has been that the day we got fired, we are planning on doing a new bit called Lynch Reviews Things. And I made, you had never watched any, how did you pronounce Gryffindor? Uh, 
Gryfinder. Gryfinder. <laughs> yeah. It just came up on the air one day. Alexi, are you yeah, Harry Potter? You've watched the Harry Potters, right? Oh, yeah. We're in the same generation. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like part of our, like if you heard Gryffindor, you're like, I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. totally. Hufflepuff, the whole thing. Yeah, Slytherin. I had no idea. Yeah, Lynch had no idea. It came up on the air. Someone just texted in 10 points Gryffindor as a joke, and Lynch went, 10 points Gryfinder? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> So then I made you watch all the Harry Potters. Well, I watched one. Yeah, I made you sit down and I was like, okay, you're going to watch the Harry Potters and then you're going to bring a review to the show and we will get Lynch's review on Harry Potter. That'll be fun because you're not going to understand any of the movie. Then we go in the day that we're supposed to do the bit and we got fired. So Lynch watched Harry Potter. <laughs> what a no waste reason. of $4.99. <laughs> I had to rent this damn thing. I thought it was for free on like Amazon or something. And no, I had to pay for it. God. And I didn't know if I watched the right one. I think you watched the first one. Because let's just do it instead of instead of wasting this then, instead of it being a waste of your time, why don't you review Harry Potter for us right now? Well, it was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone That's or the, first the Sorcerer's Stone. Now, because okay. I went online, I'm like, which one is the first one? Right. And it's what happened in it? I'll be able to tell you if it's the first one. Okay, the first one. So it started off with like these birds and or like an owl or something and a cat showed up and then they transformed into wizards. And then this guy on a motorcycle from the sky came down and what was his name? Like Hogard or Hagard or something like that. Hogard. Anyways. <laughs> Hogard. And they delivered this little baby and just left it on the porch but the three of them just gathered around talking like you know we're gonna do with this kid just leave it here all right, cool. <laughs> and then that is a best part like a messed up part of the movie like they why wouldn't one of these three baby on the doorstep move why like, wouldn't one of these three take it right you have it already like you're just gonna just leave it outside and magic how hard is it to raise a kid when you're magic Th right? That's like, you're thing. like, uh, diaper needs change. Lingardian Leviosa, diaper gone. Like, it's an easy process when you're magic. <laughs> exactly, right? And so they put this little kid in this family who I guess they were related at some point or whatever, cousins or something like that, but they were horrible to this kid. And it turns out that's the Harry Potter. And he lived underneath the stairs. At first, I thought it was pretty cool. The Harry Potter. <laughs> the Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, man, he's got a sweet fort for a room. And no, they locked him under the stairs. Yeah. They yeah. just left him in there. And, you know, it was the other kid's birthday. And that kid got, like, so many presents. And he still bitched to complain the about it. The Chubster? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all of Is a sudden. Is that body shaming? It's a fake character, right? The Chubster? Yeah. Was that Alexa, his name? Can we call him the Chubster? I don't know his name. I'm just. Anyways. <laughs> he's a spoiled brat, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he deserves it. The Chubster. So, anyways, Harry Potter got a letter, but they wouldn't let him open the letter. And the, the, I don't know, his stepdad or whatever kept throwing out the letter, but then they just get more and more and more and more letters to the point where they had to move to like Lighthouse Island. Like who just moves because you're getting too much mail? Like you're really trying to avoid your bills there at that point. But they moved. To, yeah, what's, what, what was Harry Potter's, like, it's his aunt and uncle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're what's, cousins. Yeah, yeah, like, what's their credit situation? <laughs> <laughs> like, how many bills are you outrunning? <laughs> so, so you had to move to a moved? lighthouse. <laughs> so they moved to, like, Lighthouse Island or whatever. And then Hogard comes back and, like, kicks down the door and then takes Harry Potter back. It's like, what, are you, what was this? Why didn't you just take him in the first place? You could have avoided all this stuff with the letters <laughs> right? and moving and everything if you just kept the kid. 
They didn't want to deal with the diapers. They didn't think of the magic aspect of how easy that would be to parent. And they're like, give him back when he's a grown-up. And, and then after that, he gets enrolled because these letters, all it was saying is like, hey, you're accepted to school. Right. Like, you would think that the, his aunt and uncle would be excited. Right. It's like, man, you're accepted to a school for magic? Yeah, Lynch has never Hell been accepted yeah. to a school. No, I haven't at all. Like, how cool would that be? But no, they wanted to, like, shelter him from school. Which, okay, what is this, Ontario? And anyways... Uh, is that they, a pandemic reference? <laughs> yeah, it's a pandemic yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very topical. <laughs> Thank you. And then they go to the, the, what is it called? Is it Hogarth's? No. What's the name of the school again? Hog, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah, Hogwarts. Go. So they go to Hogwarts. <laughs> And with all these other magic Hogarts, kids. it sounds like a barbecue place. <laughs> We're just going to stop at Hogarts real quick, get a beef dip. I think I'm thinking of that, like, like uh, that sandwich that you buy at, like, gas stations. Right. Oh, oh what are the High guard? High guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, High guard subs. Classic drunk food. No free ads. Yeah. No free ads. Anyways. Sponsor us. And the one thing that really confused me about this movie, uh, among many things, <laughs> but was the fact that they have this hat, and they put it on a stool, and this, this talking hat. The sorting hat. Basically decides which classroom or whatever dorm room that you're going to go to. What? Which house? Which? Which Gryffindor is one of the houses. Full circle here. Okay. All right. Yeah, Gryffindor, Slytherin, <laughs> Hufflepuff. I had to write this down. So you have Gryffindor, <laughs> Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Yes. Those Nailed are the, it. Those are the four. You did your research. I'm impressed. <laughs> I did do my research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they all get sorted in these Let's stupid... Let's pause for a sec. Which house do you think Lynch would be in? Uh, do you know enough about Harry Potter to pick a house? Yes. Um... I don't know, Ravenclaw? Yeah, I think you're right. He seems <laughs> like a Ravenclaw. They don't really touch base on Ravenclaw. Yeah. What goes on with them? All they really touch base on is, is the Gryffindorf and the Slytherin, because the Slytherin is like... You have that guy who looks like Donald Trump Jr. as a kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I didn't want to be in that house. That just seemed like a greaseball household. Yeah. Well, yeah. It uh, doesn't. Uh, I can't spoil. I'm not going to. Go on. You finish your spoil review. It. No, the I, movie's no, 20 years no, old. No, I want your review. I want you to. I want to know what you think about it. I don't want to put the, thoughts in your mind. The best part about the movie, I do have to say, yeah. was something they didn't even touch on that much. So somehow Harry Potter is great at Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. First game, he wins the game for the whole team. And it's just like, what? The, you got to expand on that. Like, you can't just throw Harry Potter into the game and he's like the best Wayne Gretzky type player for Quidditch. <laughs> and then you don't have any more games? You just have one game? What kind of BS is that? Did you know that they have Quidditch leagues in most major cities? So I did some research on this. Oh, okay. And did you know that there has actually been somebody who had died playing Quidditch? It was back. Well, that's got to be the worst way to die. It was back. Okay, I wrote that down. It's a referee who died in a Quidditch match in 1357. <laughs> 1350. What? Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Research that, man. 1357. 1357. Like the year. The year. How were they playing Quidditch in 1357 Magic, before? man. I don't friggin' know, but a referee died during a Quidditch match. Wait, 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 wait. wait. There's Look no it up. way. There is a way. Look it up. I, I looked it up because they were talking I'm about it. it right now. There's no way that they had a Quidditch match. Yes. How did Quidditch come out before the movie? I don't know. You th do you think that whoever did the movie was the one who like invented Quidditch? You can look that up, man. I swear to God, a referee died during Quidditch. Who, who just This is the real. Right. I told you. Cyprian Yodel. That Yodely? 
Y-O-U-D-L-E? Yodely? I don't Cyprian know. Cyprian Yodely, a very 1312 name, uh, was a referee from Norfolk. He was killed during a friendly Quidditch match between local wizards in 1357. What the hell is going on? See? So Quidditch See? wasn't invented in Harry Potter? It was already a thing? Did it was you know a that? Thing. Oh, I thought it was like they had this whole like history of Harry Potter like in a book and it was like all fiction. It was like Silmarillion version of like Harry Potter oh. and they like detail it. Apparently, so J.K. Rowling <laughs> stole all this? No, no, I think she wrote that too. Oh. No, no, I think she stole the whole movie. Oh, ri- oh. Cuz this is my review on this. It's a rip-off of Star Wars. <laughs> It's also a ripoff of like um, Lord of the Rings. What's that? Lord like, of the Rings, yes, yeah. and and um, Indiana Jones. It's a ripoff of all three because at the end of that movie, it's very Indiana Jones like. Yeah. Even the Goonies, you could say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. It does get very Goonies in the middle. Like I said, I wasted four dollars and ninety nine cents renting this thing. Uh, Would what, not watch again. Or what's your your actual rating then? Okay, we got the. the, the Vocal review, what's the... Are you going to put a number on it? Is the star I'll, I'll system... How are we going to do I'll your rating? I'll give it a two and a half star. Out of? Because out of five. Okay. Because like back 20 years ago, it's pretty We're trying to come up good. with a, like a creative Lynch review segment and all you can come up with is stars as the rating system. We can't come up well, with something better. I can't just say wizard wands. Why not? Because we're, we're not always going to be doing reviews on Harry Potter. Right. Just make the rating system based on what we're listening. Or all right. Then two and a half wizard wands. Out of the, five. Okay. You're, no, it's going to be that cheap ass wizard wand that he first <laughs> tried to get in that store that started shooting all the boxes and crap down. I love how you <laughs> took this very seriously. I did take it very seriously. And we upset. never got to do it on the air because we got fired the day that we were going to launch this whole bit. So that's so my review on Harry Potter. And then I, I threw another one by you this week because I knew that we were going to do this Harry Potter thing. And uh, big Justin Bieber fan. I just got to throw it out there. Alexi, you a Biebs fan? No, I think it was like after my time. After, after your time. After, after your time. How old are you? Old. 27? Oh god! Just Bieber's like twenty-seven, time. isn't he? How old's Bieber? I think he's like twenty-seven. Yeah, probably. He's, but like, yeah. if he was, yeah, like you. So you're saying you were too young when he was famous? Is that the no, idea? No, I think I was just a little too old. Right. Okay. It was like it was like when he came out and like Hannah Montana came out. I was like, mm, it's a little like like. But kids like a few young, a few years younger than me were like into it. Right. It was like right, right on the cusp. And you never got into it as you got older. Like he seemed like maybe now. Right. Maybe now he's cool. It's fun. Same with like Miley Cyrus. Like I didn't like her yeah. like when she was Hannah Montana, but now I really like. Her. I like when the pop stars become real people. You yeah. know, like it's amazing. And I'm. This is not. A very original take, but it's like, it's amazing that Justin Bieber didn't mess up his life more, okay? Like, it, yeah. we'd be dead, all of us. Oh, if we yeah, had if I had that much A hundred million dollars at 19 or whatever. Like, he got in Jeez. trouble, he pissed in a bucket. <laughs> okay? So like, I was doing that on weekends, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was filming me. Yeah, it's a very different life. Like, he got a DUI because he, what, like, he, he, he barely blew over. He was like one over because he was doing burnouts in his Lamborghini on the streets. So like, if I had a hundred million dollars, I'd be doing burnouts in my Lamborghini all over the place. Meanwhile, yeah. Well, you had hundred dollars in your account. And you were doing burnouts in your Cavalier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing eggs at his neighbor's house. It's whatever. It was fun to watch. And then, like, I don't know how I feel about this whole like God thing. I don't know this new God 
kickies oh, on whatever, it. Whatever, man. Teach their own. <laughs> no, yeah, teach their own. Whatever. It doesn't seem to be hurting anybody. And it seems like he's leveled out and kind of like chilled a little bit. And I hope the best for him. I like to see Canadians do well. He's a very popular Canadian. We don't throw enough support behind them. Yeah. Miley Cyrus kind of in the same category. Yeah. I was never like a Hannah Montana fan. But as she like got older and started like doing drugs and <laughs> licking people, I was like, this girl's fun. You know, like I want to party with this girl. She seems cool to hang out with. When she did that rap song, uh, what is it? 23 is oh, the yeah. name? I was like, that song's awesome. It's so cool. good. She is badass. Yeah. She seems so cool. Yeah. So the Beebs, the new album is out, and uh, I thought it would be fun to get Lynch to review the new single, Peaches. Peaches is a big, big single. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan, Alexi, but really uh, vibes me. I'm actually a fan. You are a fan. I uh, I made you listen to it. If you haven't heard the song, though, we're not allowed to play the clip, so uh, I wanted you to practice singing it. So I thought, like, if you didn't know the song, you could sing it to us. I guess I... And then we'll know which song you're reviewing. Okay, so I can't sing the whole song. Okay. But I know the chorus. I'm sure that you can't sing most of the song, but I'm excited (laughs) for you to try. All right, I can try it. Yeah. I got my peaches down in Georgia. Oh, yeah, shit. I got my weed from California. Oh, yeah, shit. I took my chick to North Dakota. Oh, yeah, no, shit. No, no, what? no. I, I what? took my chick up to the north. Not like to Canada. North Dakota? No, no, no. <laughs> I took my chick up to the north. I was wondering why anybody would want to go to North Dakota. <laughs> I have been there. No, no, no. They moved back to Canada during the pandemic or whatever. Oh, well, that makes yeah, yeah. way more sense now. That changes my review on it. Okay. And okay. then there's another line. Keep like, going. Do the, no, do it all again. It was again? Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I got my peaches from uh, Georgia. Oh, yeah, shit. I got my weed from California. Oh, that shit. I took my chick up north, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad. Was you say bad bitch? <laughs> yeah, bad bitch, yeah. I get my light from the source, yeah. Which I don't get that part. I get the light from the source, from the sun. Ah. <sighs> I think it might be a God reference. I know you're rich. I think it might be a God reference. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You saying bad bitch is a sentence I never... Yeah, I felt weird saying Yeah, I I don't know if I ever want to hear you say that again. Okay, I won't. I won't. Oh, that was... Yeah. (laughs) Actually, one more time. Wait, what do you mean? Just say... Just say... Bad bitch? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so wrong coming out of his mouth. It wrong, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the song. If you haven't heard Peaches... Catchy song. Love it. Love me a good pop song. But the thing is, with the song, there's another dude that's in the song with him. Daniel Caesar. Why? Why do you need that guy? Because he's so cool. Beebs is so much more talented than this guy. No. I don't know if you could say that. Daniel Caesar's pretty. Daniel Caesar's a talented artist. Daniel Caesar is cool. Like, if I. I would like to meet Justin Bieber. I would like to hang out with Daniel Caesar. Why? What makes him so cool? I don't. He's just a very. Have you not listened to any of his other music? No. This whole album's filled with very cool collabs, and Daniel Caesar is high on that list for me. He's just a. He's just a fun, like kind of R and B, hip hop artist. Uh, It's great. Do you like Daniel Caesar? Yeah, I think so. I can't recall any of his songs. Well, Daniel Caesar. He's not doing that well then. He seems extremely (laughs) reckless, if you ask me. Why? I don't know if you've seen the video for this new song. No, I haven't seen the video. Well, they're in a vehicle, and then Daniel Caesar, when he has his little part, he's laying down on the roof of the car. So if you're looking for a heat score and to get pulled over, Justin Bieber, just hang out a little bit longer with this Daniel Caesar guy who's hanging out on the roof. Do you not get learn anything? The roof. You not learn anything, Justin, from your little burnout incident? Now you got Daniel Caesar hanging out of the sunroof. I would like cool. Bieber to come on the pod and talk about this. 
Open, open invite. invite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Open like, invite. You, you, even a Zoom. You can Zoom in. It's not my favorite way to do it. The audio is a little off. But if you want to jump on Zoom, Justin, just let us know. Um, <laughs> car surfing. So they're doing a car surf. Yeah. That's what you call car surf. Do you ever do car surfing? No, because I'm not an idiot. I definitely car surfed growing up. Like standing on the hood, oh, yeah. standing on the roof. I do not condone on any the of this at all. No, we don't do it. Do it's that. dangerous, but it's a thing. Like a that's a now dumb I want to watch the video and like rate his car surf. Like how good is he at it? What's this form like? Does he do any cool tricks? You know, like did they slam on the brakes? He jumps off but lands on his feet. That's always very impressive. Did he? Do you ever like sketch behind a car like on a skateboard? Anything like that? You didn't do any of these car oh, yeah, things. Just, we used to do that with a bus. Right, yeah, Bump, yeah. We call Public it bumper transit, shrine. pay for it when you can just hang on to the back of it on a yeah. skateboard. Bumper shrine. We used to hang on the bus, on the bumper, on our skateboards, and just go wherever we needed to go, and just let go, and then, yeah. I remember I had a buddy who was sketching behind a car, and then fell. They were going way too fast, and he just, like, showed up at our house, and he was just, like, so bloody. We are like, this, is a, this was a really bad idea. He ended up being fine, but it was, like, just... The worst road rash. He looked like a meth scab. Like, uh, yeah, like his uh. whole body was just one giant scab. And you're like, where do you itch? You know, like, it's a dangerous thing. Don't do it. Yeah, please don't do it. It's stupid. You're done with cars. You need to stop hanging out with this guy. He's reckless. I, I, you're a married man. He is a married man. A man of God now. Exactly. Um, I, uh, car stories. That just makes me think of all the dumb things we did with cars when we were a kid. Like, my mom had a Hyundai accent, because we were pretty well off. And, uh, <laughs> I don't want to brag. Uh, reliable automobile. Small, two-door. Anyways, uh, I remember, like, snow days in school. We'd get lots of those. Uh, and my mom would go to work, but she would drive, like, the truck that day because it was safer in the snow. So there'd just be this Hyundai accent in the driveway, and my friends and I realized, like, we could take it out joyriding, but, like, we would leave tracks in the driveway if we drove it out. So we'd get a bunch of buddies together, and we'd pick the car up and carry it off the driveway and just place it on the How road. How many buddies did you have? I had lots of friends then. I don't know what happened. They're all gone. Uh, <laughs> they were serving on top of the cars. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We killed them. They died uh, that day, actually. It was really tragic. Sorry, Travis. Um, but yeah, we'd like pick the car up and just take it out joyriding. Like, just a lot of dumb car things. Small towns and cars, dangerous. Because there's nothing else to do. We, yeah. used to do that. we bought a car for 200 bucks. And it didn't go forward. It would only go in reverse. So we took the seats out, turned them around, bolted them back in, and just had the driver's seat normal. And then whoever was sitting in the side, they would tell you, you know, which way to go. You know, oh, you got to go left, other left, other left. But we'd just do it in the fields. And we destroyed the car, hit a culvert within the first day. So small town, dumb car. Daniel yeah. Caesar, pretty cool. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Reckless. I'm going to stand up for Justin and Daniel Caesar. I think you're both very talented. Dustin, I like your We song. got way off track with the review, though. <laughs> we, like, yeah. like, this that is was so way off topic. From a Justin Bieber album review. Okay. Just a little bit of the chorus again. One more time. Set us up. All right. I got my peaches down in Georgia. Oh, that shit. I got my weed from California. Oh, yeah, shit. Okay. No, that's good. All right. And now, what's your review on peaches? So you don't like the music video. You think Daniel Caesar shouldn't be a I part of it. I think he's reckless, and I think that Bieber could just do it on his own. But I like the song. I think it's going to be a hit. I, I think it's already a hit. Is I, it a hit already? Yeah, I think it's oh. climbing the charts. All right. Well, then, my review is correct. Uh, you like it, though. I, I thought you like were going to hate it. I don't hate on Bieber. A lot of people hate on Bieber. Yeah. It's just not but worth whatever, it. whatever, man. If it's not for you, it's not for you, but... 
I kind of it'll be a guilty pleasure, I guess. You're gonna throw that. You're gonna throw that on your sex playlist. Do you have a sex playlist, or are you past that age? No, I got I got the golf playlist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it lasts longer. It's like four and a half hours. <laughs> Same amount. Of- <laughs> Same amount of strokes. Yeah. <laughs> Less wins, right? <laughs> oh God. Oh. Well, this is fun. We learned about sex playlists, Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, this Orno's sign problem and the Death Tower. Um, got a good review. Of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone or whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know why there's got two different Jesse titles. Jesse thought he was going to die. <laughs> My grandfather had a sex doll. And uh, Alexi's here, as always. That's the episode. It's good. It was <laughs> fun. It was good. It was good. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you once again uh, to uh, 604 for letting us, uh, studios, for letting us use their space. Uh, and a big thank you to the Comedy Here Off and Podcast Network. Lots of great shows on there, as we mentioned. Uh, so when you're done listening to us, uh, go listen to some more of those. Uh, Alexi, you produce for a bunch of them. Mm. Put you on the spot. Pick one right now that people should go listen to on the network that's not this one. Go listen to mine. Yeah! <laughs> What's yours? Uh, mine is a flagship podcast. It's Comedy Here Often podcast. With cool-haired um, Kevy. Yes, my co-host, <laughs> Kevy. <laughs> so you go listen to that, lots of them. Uh, big thank you to uh, Jim Bob John for the original music. I love it. Yeah, love Jim it. Bob John is one of my favorite artists up there with Daniel Caesar. Uh, thank you to Jessica Wong for all the graphics. Uh, and then uh, thank you, of course, producer Alexi for everything you do. You're wonderful. And, uh, of course, you for uh, listening. And uh, please like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, we made it up on the charts. The first episode was number three yeah. in the comedy interview charts. Which That's you. That's all you. That thank seems. You flawed i i didn't post about it because the stats seemed wrong i was like there's no way this is accurate so i'm not going to post about it anywhere but then the second one was like number seven i was we love it maybe it's real i don't know thank you for hanging out we appreciate it um so please yeah like rate review subscribe thumbs up any other things that comment uh, and then also send us an email uh, with any uh, reaction to the show, something you want Lynch to review, you can yep. send to Tyler and Lynch at gmail.com. Also record a voice memo on your show on your phone and send it in, and it could be in uh, the next show, which will be out on Wednesday. Uh, so thank you very much. Thank you, Lexi. Uh, Chad Kroger, uh, sad you couldn't make it this episode, but the maybe next time. The Nickelback guarantee is still on the go, and uh, we promise Chad will stop by at some point. So. Jack Kroger will see you soon.